This episode of Vic Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody. <laughs> I just pressed send on the tweet. I think that I was know, the closest too. I've ever, well, come, ever come to being ready. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I'm normally yeah. Not usually ready. squeak I... right in. How are you doing? <laughs> Um, I'm I'm really tired. It's summer and sweaty times out there. It's isn't super it? sweaty times, yeah. and I sweat a lot. So all right, tell us more. Well, tell us where you perspire. Um, I think I does everybody get, want to know where Marissa yeah, perspires? Yeah, uh, Mostly in the mustache area. That's where I get it first. That's <laughs> the first indication that I'm going to be really sweaty all day. Right. Then usually my armpits. It just depends on if I've waxed or not. Right. Because when you let it grow out, it does. You do tend to sweat a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Continue. Um, yeah. Just more. Um, <laughs> oh, tell me more, Mr. Frodo. Um, I don't know. It's usually just <laughs> those. More, it's just those areas usually. Sometimes you get vagina sweats, but you guys even get you guys get ball sweats. There it is. Time. First time vagina sweats. No, uh, you, Vic's basement that's right what you're there. You're waiting for it. That, that's yep, the one you wanted. That's okay. what we wanted. We wanted to hear that. We wanted to hear that phrase. How are you doing? We want to turn it into a bumper sticker if we can with the, the vagina Vic's sweats. Ba- Vic's basement logo uh, on the on the end of it. That'd be awesome. I'm doing well. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's been a uh, another crazy week. You guys, uh, the, you know, behind the scenes, what's happening is that I'm uh, in the studio a little bit less yeah. the last few weeks to try to uh, give me a little breathing time at home. I haven't really been able to get away and take a holiday for a, quite a while. Well, and we're also trying to air out your office. We're trying to air out the farts a bit. Yeah. So we keep the door open. Yeah. Which this isn't the office, by the way. Oh, this is no. the basement. We're in Vic's basement. We just happen to have of course, the studio the lighting office. and this TV and just all this ready logo for us was already in, in my basement. We all yeah. travel to Vic's house. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we will do that one day for reals. I actually, I think it would be pretty fun. I have a pretty cool basement. And the, the picture that Scott yeah. and I uh, have been using as the as the identifying picture of Vic's Space, but that yeah. was actually in that's actually in my Made basement. Made in the basement. Actually, yeah. you're right. Yeah, it is. It would be, I've, I, I've I think seen your basement. It'd be cool. It just we'd have to schlep a bunch of stuff to my basement. So I'm breaking right. the illusion. Okay, I over a hundred episodes. I think people probably got it, but over a hundred episodes. But your mom's not making meatloaf. For us. She's not making meatloaf. <laughs> Mom, we need some meatloaf. <laughs> no. No, That's she's taking happening. mom's taking care of Scott right now is what's been Aww. going on. But because Scott has been away and yep. the, the plan was to uh, and everybody check out getwellscott.epn.tv if you haven't heard He's about doing why so much better. Yeah, he is doing much better. Yeah. Uh, but because he hasn't been in the studio, we haven't been able to chill. We haven't been able to take breaks, so that's why I haven't been around as much. But it's still. What that means is that I'm still gaming and watching t- uh, movies and TV shows and things like that to get Our jobs prepared. Are very hard. For reviews. <laughs> Everything that you guys do, except that that's our job. Right, exactly. And we don't get a choice in what we get. Like, we had Shovel Knight. No. We were supposed to review that. And then our producer, Rob Take Koval, it takes it away from us. Rob. And so now it's the Toronto team that gets it. So, uh, yeah. F you, Rob. Yeah, Rob. F yeah, you. Yeah, Rob. Uh, it's fine. I mean, I still played Shovel Knight. It was still an amazing yeah, we're time. Yeah, still, we still uh, bought that. So we're going to talk fun. about Shovel Knight. Absolutely. Awesome. But I do want to say, though, that my mother was here this week. Yes, and I had family in, too. Hello, family. Hello, family. I love you. Uh, but my mother did also meet Victor Lucas. It's not the first time that she's met you, but right. the first time she decided to tell you uh, how to, how do, to do, my do your job. job. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciated <laughs> which that. Is, which is so like my mother. Uh, yeah, so she sees Victor Lucas. We are we finish our review shoot. She takes the microphone and she goes up to him and says, "You know what? I don't like." And she showed she showed him her own microphone technique that she thought she thought might work better on the show, which is the side to side, which is this t- microphone right, technique, like this back and so, forth. So we right? just had the camera dead on the yeah. two shot is, and only talking. This is what to I see other, on every entertainment show, which and is awful. We don't want that. We want to have the we, camera. We want to have you because you're taking part in this conversation as well. Well, and we want the subject to have pretty much the full on shot. Right. You know, the singles, the uh, the glamour shot. We want yes. to see their 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 best side, and that's. That's why we have the hosts yep. do this little dance in the in the middle of questions, and uh, you know people call it out because I think we're the only show that really does this. Right, but, but also I, like we have when we do these shoots, when we go to do interviews, we have one camera. Yeah, and I think some other people they might be used to seeing like a two camera shot or two no, camera usually, shoot where it's like the two two people and then it cuts no, to mo- one. Most of these EP, you know, ENG type shoots, most of these entertainment magazine type shows are one camera. Right, and most of it is side to side. And most of it is really, you know, 
in, in you're you're formal kind of eavesdropping and, on a conversation. Yeah, and you're kind of eavesdropping on something, you know, and yeah. it, it it never feels. I don't know. I, I like the free form and the and the the vibe of the way that we do it. But one of the sure. things that I really wanted to change is the way that the host and the uh, person that we're talking to are side by side. They're both expressing to the camera, and then we slide in and we can get some nice singles on people. And I don't right. like the the profile shots. No, I don't and like the profile shot either. I don't, I don't think it's a it's a very flattering angle, first of all. And I think that we're only seeing half of the person for the big chunk of the time. But yeah, thanks. Uh, Tina, Tina, for the suggestion to turn our show into every other show. That's awesome. Right. I know. Thanks, Mother. But no, then you showed her how it was done. And you're like, yeah. okay, well, maybe it's better when you do it. Like, yeah, well, I, I think like it's not a lot of practice. And, and you know, and I've, I've heard that co- you know, complaint or that comment before that, yeah. that, you know, sometimes the, and I think part of the, part of the job of the editors is to kind of make that transition go as smooth. smooth. It shouldn't yeah. stand and they, out. And they do. I feel like they do. Yeah. But sometimes you catch it and you you go, why is that different than everybody else yeah, that does this dance. kind of thing out there? You know, yeah. but I think I noticed some that- shows have multiple cameras, but I think for the most part, when, yeah. when you watch these red carpet interviews or these live on location interviews, sure. you're seeing profile. Yeah, uh, no, of course, of it's not always two people. You know, yeah, which is crazy. Um, no, I remember watching because I was a big fan of the show before um, I started working for you, but I always remember noticing. Donna's dance, like you, you know yeah. certain hosts and the way they do it. You can be so, too elaborate with it, and I, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, when I've hired people, I don't know if I did that with you, but I, I can just kind of lay out like this is the way that you should do it, and I think that people say, "Oh, let me think about how to do this properly," right, and then right. they make it a bigger deal than it is. But no, you didn't do that with me. Okay, good. Maybe I need a lesson. No, maybe okay. maybe you just <laughs> you chill into it, and it's all groovy. Maybe everybody. Yeah. Everybody should uh, just relax about the I, whole thing. That's what. That's really what it is, though. Yes. You need to just relax. The more you think about these things, yes. Because I do. Sometimes I stew and I think about these things a lot, especially because with events that I haven't attended yet, and I yeah. think of how they might be in my mind. And then when you get there, it's never what you imagined it would be. It's it's almost. Uh, it's just better when you don't think of these things at all because I'm already getting anxious about Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I'm already feeling like the stress of it, the anxiety of it because I've never been there. So I only see these things from a distance and know the how big it actually is from a distance. So to actually be in it, I think it'll be a different story. But whenever I do these large events, like my first E3, I cried. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that I was cried, like, that when was I went because back to my production BS. Right, no, no, you... but it wasn't. It wasn't even anything to do with that. It was just yeah. so overwhelming because you really? don't. Yeah, it's overwhelming. I get really overwhelmed with things because I'm. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm actually a pretty shy person. I like to just be <laughs> by myself in my own little bubble. Well, and then when a... you're with all these people that are around you, it's it's really overwhelming. Well, Comic Con's different though. Comic Con's like Fan Expo in, in yeah. uh, Toronto, and it's uh, but it's times ten or times yeah. fifty. It's massive. But the thing. And you see this at Fan Expo. Yeah. You're just with the, you your do. pals, you know? It's you're just true. with people that are like you. It's Everybody's a geek or a fan of stuff, and we're all just, you know, able to kind of bond together and yeah. enjoy these things together. And That's true, there but is, I still feel overwhelmed. Uh, there, I, I mean, you're overwhelmed by the amount of people, and the, and we have quite a few interviews scheduled and, and uh, a lot of things to kind of accomplish while we're mm-hmm. there, work-wise. Yeah. But I think the... It's almost a more inviting, warmer reception at Comic-Con. I felt like I could mm. breathe when I was at Comic-Con. Oh. Even though it was packed, it felt like, oh my God, this is a con like I had dreamed would exist in the world. Okay. Like something that would capture all of these you know, things that I'm fascinated by and present okay. them back to us. And it was joy. It's always joy. The only time when it hasn't become joy is when uh, the Twilight people started to take um, over the cons. Yeah. And I can remember... Uh, being at the, you know on the red carpets and stuff, waiting for a lot of this this cavalcade, and you'll you'll get to see that too. You, there's a lot of waiting for uh, Hollywood, the machinery to kind of get everything in place for you to interview. But I remember standing and watching Kristen Stewart. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, uh, smoking a cigarette, just looking at everybody, and um, we just we stared at each other for a second, right? Because oh, I was like fascinated. You eyes. Well, I was just fascinated by this war- this person's enormous fame. I mean, uh-huh, they, they had pe- they had little. You know, they had teenage girls camped out at a theater a few blocks away. They were going to get an early glimpse, a glimpse of the, uh, the one of the Twilight movies, and it, I had never seen that level of, uh, you know, Justin Bieber, Beatles-like yeah. kind of shrieking for things at the con. It had never been about you know pop culture, right. uh, uh, you know, zeitgeist, you know, 
like e Hollywood story type stuff, oh, you know? know. And suddenly it was, and there was. Uh, but is that not where it has gone? I well, I think what's happened now is that, um, and you know what? I think that will rise up again. And this was genre stuff. I mean, Twilight was about uh, you know vampires and. Yeah, it was so I shitty. Know, but God, they were not... fucking terrible movies. I did I tell you that but I walked I walked out of that movie. They were so bad. I shouldn't have gone in the first place. I know, I understand but that. I went to the theater for something else. It wasn't playing. I went to Twilight and I walked out. Ouch. I think yeah. we reviewed one of them on this show. Ew. Yeah, Scott and I did. That was that was fun Yikes. times. We did Sex in the City too. as well. What? <laughs> Just, you know, so like, we got to try weird shit. Anyways, okay. uh, I, the movie genre, like the, the theme of Twilight fits within the confines of, of uh, Comic-Con. I, but, think if, I think if vampires are sparkly and have sex appeal, I don't think it should fit into Yeah, but it's tangentially at least. Okay. But now that's shifted away and people have become more into... The, the the truthfulness about the source material yeah. and and really embracing I, I'm going to use the term geek although I think geek is falling out of favor but you know yeah. embracing the geekiness uh, it's becoming bigger and a bigger deal at the con and this right. year is going to be uh, you know for, for somebody like me too that that has always been into this stuff yeah you know like some of my earliest memories around pop culture when I was a kid in Mexico watching the Batman. Uh, television show and just mm-hmm. being blown away by Adam West and and Burt Ward and that zany craziness. Which, by the way, that's a big reveal at this Comic Con. They're bringing back the '66 Batman that's show so cool. is coming out on Blu-ray, and Adam West is going to be there. We're, we're going to be interviewing him. <gasps> I hope there's going to be shark repellent. <laughs> but uh, I, I've always been into this stuff, and you know, it's crazy now that we've got Gotham and Constantine and Flash and they just announced Firestorm is going to be a character in the Flash TV show. Uh, you know, the Daredevil thing is starting to shoot already. All of this stuff is going to be at Comic-Con. And in a way, and all, of course all the movies, Batman versus Superman, we'll probably start to see some first footage from that. Uh, in a way, comics have taken back Comic-Con because they gave them away. And then the movies built up the Hollywood presence, but now it's all about this stuff in terms of where the money is going. You know? I, uh, that's true. I still feel like there's going to be a lot of things there that... Cheese ball? Yeah, that yeah. we're not going to be attracted to mm-hmm. just from what we enjoy and what we know that what we know is good. Well, I'll tell you, Hunger Games is way better than Twilight, and I'm sure they're going to have Hunger, Hunger Games Hunger Games is stuff. way better than Twilight. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a real story with an amazing character. We'll probably have uh, some Harry Potter... Stuff. Oh God, yeah! The new Harry well, that's Potter amazing. Thing. I'm yeah. a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm totally down with and that. Hobbit three. Sure. You know why not? Yeah, no. I, I'm. I'm excited for the experience. I think uh, once I'm there and be able to take everything in, I think I'll be okay. It's just the anxious. I, I just get anxious when I've I've never done something before and yeah. thinking about it too much because I do that a lot. People will embrace you and accept you, and it's there's no, a warmth I'm, there. Are you and sure? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the PR machine, because, you know, put yourself in their shoes. It's yeah. incredibly intense, and you've got a million microphones in your face, and a lot of people uh, yeah. telling you. Asking questions. Yeah, and, well, and also telling you that they're the biggest media outlet in the world. That and happens. It, you know, and so there's some friction sometimes that happens on red carpets and stuff, and you'll see a little bit of that. But, yeah. look, man, we, we have EP and, and Reviews on the Run. Uh, and EPN now have been universally embraced by all of the media, all yeah. of the things that get built and and uh, promoted at Comic Con, right, right from the get go. All the right. comic companies, all the toy companies, all the animation companies, the TV shows, movies, games, all of that stuff. They're happy to see us, yeah. and they're going to. Uh, and you're going to meet a whole bunch of people that you haven't met yet either, because you haven't been to these types of I things. Know. Yeah, I know. And they're going to love so, you because it's going to be completely different than the E3. Yeah. Scene. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's gonna be. I just feel like my I've I've spent so much of my life in video games, so it's, it's very strange to. And if anybody's going, I would love yeah. to hear if anybody's going, and if they are yeah. going, and they see any of us, because Sean's gonna be there, Jose, Jose is gonna, gonna be, be there. there. Yeah. Uh, is Enzo Enzo's there? Yes. Enzo, our cameraman, our cameraman of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alistair's coming, I think too. Uh, there's a big. There's, I don't know if there's a big chunk of us that are going. If you see us, yeah. come up and say hello. Um, and I, one thing that I do know that I'm doing is uh, I'm moderating the panel for the Assault on Arkham animated movie <laughs> with uh, Warner Brothers and yeah. DC. And I guess the so video great. game component of, of WB might be a part of that. I and I'm so honored and I'm so yes. excited. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Conroy is going to be on that panel and Troy <laughs> Baker is going to be on that panel. Oh, God, so good. And uh, yeah. You moderated a panel last year, right? I did the Arkham Origins panel last right. year, which was incredible with Eric Holmes and Troy Baker and... 
Uh, and Jeff Johns was there. I, I hope Jeff Johns is at uh, at this one too. It's look, I do love seeing I do love seeing those uh, people that have had um, that do a lot of voice work. Yeah, that are famous in the voice work and and just doing any any kind of that um, any any of those things behind the scenes that don't get enough attention. Yeah, I love that they get the attention here. It's so nice seeing that. So Troy Baker, I mean, come on. Well, and, I mean, he's this a star is, there, and this is a crowd that gets it and understands. You should have seen. I mean, both. I think uh, Roger Craig Smith, who we've yes. had on previous Vic's basements, you should listen to that. It was great. He's so great. And uh, and, and Troy, um, the reception to those guys was incredible. But Troy, I think, because he's 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 movie star handsome, right? Like he, he's got the hair handsome. and he's yes. tall, and mm-hmm. and people were saying that he should play the Joker in front of the camera in the new Batman movies. Like, they were suggesting that the guys... And, of course, he's not opposed to any of that. But it was awesome to see that he... I mean, he is a star. Like, he is a star. He's a rising, becoming more universally hailed star. And this year, again, I mean, he had the the amazing, you know, triumvirate of all these these different characters last year. But now he's going to be the lead in the uh, the Lord of the Rings game. He's back as uh, the Joker in this animated thing. I mean, it's awesome. Right. I mean, well, he's the face... His face is in Infamous. I mean, and that too, yeah. that's his face. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy. But so, is anybody excited about Comic-Con? Do we have Comic-Con excitement? Uh, there's lots of talk about Fan Expo. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, there's excitement for that too. I'm very excited about Fan Expo. Are you kidding me? One con at a time. I know, I know. <laughs> but listen, so Fan Expo, but Fan Expo is when I, I first met you. Yeah. And I first met everyone um, at EP. So, of course, Fan Expo memories for me are just my favorite. What are they saying about Fan Expo? Uh, I've lost it. I'll ask you some questions. Oh, okay, fine. All right. (laughs) Sorry. Sounds good. Um, Whatever, Josh. We are going to have lots to announce about Fan Expo. We're going to be part of uh, the EB Games booth. Yay, EB Games. We love you guys. (laughs) Um, And all of us are going to be there. There'll be a big chunk of us there. And uh, so we'll be meeting and greeting and playing. I think there's going to be some playing and some... Exquise? Some uh, What are we playing? Shovel Knight? Giving away of stuff. And uh, maybe they'll have some... Oh, there will be giveaways. Some friends with us there as well. But stay tuned. We have to get through. Com- we have to survive, survive Comic Con, Con, which is two weeks away, right? Or a week yep. and a half away? Two, two weeks? Yeah, we can half away. Yeah. Very fast. I know. Next week will probably be all about our Comic Con scheduling. Oh, yeah. We'll so look to forward a, to hearing that. Yeah, and we'll have to do. We'll maybe, do a pro- production meeting right here. Maybe we'll work it out with everybody next week. Okay, we sure. We can ask them what we should well, you, yeah, do, you what want we us should to cover, cover. Who, who we should interview. Because <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot to see and do. So Should we have a little and Q&A only... break right now? Or do we have anybody that's got a question Okay, for sure. Yeah, uh, I got a few. Um, one for Marissa specifically. Oh. Franklin's Pop asked, pressures of being a gamer girl. Well, right, and that's kind of what I was going back to with this whole uh, Comic-Con thing, and you're saying that I'm going to be accepted. Yeah. And I I just feel the pressure of, oh, God, because especially when I go into these interviews sometimes, I just feel like, yeah, the preconception of this girl has no idea what she's talking about or what she's doing. She's just a girl that this guy hired to hold a microphone, which has been the case with a lot of different shows. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I need to prove them wrong so I'm so eager to prove them wrong but then in the meantime like I get lost in all of that when I shouldn't even be thinking about that at all so I know I know but I just don't it's just the shadow that's cast that's all yeah no I I I, I don't envy that at all right but I think the my advice to you would be don't even pay attention to it at all and just do your job and uh, um, you 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 may see some shade (laughs) from people that oh, ask, definitely. you know, where, what your outlet is or who you, you know, the other media types out there, which is crappy. Um, well, I mean, I don't, just, I don't perpetuate it. Like, I don't wear things that are inappropriate. Like, I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm, I try to be a professional person because yeah. that's what I am. But so I don't perpetuate the, I try not to perpetuate the stereotype of, of well, it all. The thing that you'll recognize about Comic-Con, too, is that it's not about games, you right. Know? We are going to get some game stuff there for sure, but it's. But it, you're also going to have the outlets that are there with girls with booby tops holding a microphone. You still have that there. Yeah, but the, you know what? I mean, the, there are lots of uh, uh, you know um, people that wanted to be actors right. that aren't actors that okay. are very good-looking people that work for entertainment magazine type yeah. programming um, and. Uh, I mean, that's kind of a, a part of the crowd of Comic-Con. I think okay. the advice I can give to you is just know who you're talking to 
have a real understanding and an appreciation of the work that they do. Yeah. And that's not always easy because we talk to a ton of people down there. I know. And, but, you know, be lucid with your comments and yeah. your questions and, and be present with them and don't even pay any mind to uh, any of the, the sort of haters production BS around it. And you yeah. know what's going to happen? You're going to see a lot of these same people a few times over and right. they're going to be very impressed with your professionalism oh, and it's all going to... It's all going to shift. I mean, that's I've seen that happen firsthand. You know, all right. because everybody has this. I'll tell you. I mean, this is always like Vic's home stories, uh, okay. my home movies. Um, I'll tell <laughs> you my first time that I kids. went to Nintendo of America. Okay, uh-huh. and when I started, it was all magazines. Not even the internet. The internet. Uh, I'm so goddamn old. The internet hadn't even launched. <laughs> And, uh, like, they, they really weren't a lot of outlets covering games that weren't magazines. And then here I rolled in with a crew mm-hmm. getting television interviews yeah. and front-of-the-line access. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I should say nice. who it is that said this. Why? Because he's really, he's really a prominent oh, person on. in video games now. He, he was a journalist, and he shifted over. No, I'm not going to say because it, it kind of throws him under the bus. But, um, oh. I got an interview with uh, the president of Nintendo, I, I th- or, or vice president of Nintendo. I think it was I think it was Howard Lincoln. No, Peter Main back then. Oh, and uh, they were these were the big wigs back then. They were the Reggies of of the '90s era Nintendo. Um, and I heard over my shoulder, "Who the fuck is that guy? I've been in this business for ten years. This guy walks in with a camera and he gets this. What? Yeah, the, this is and bullshit. Felt it. Yeah, and I heard that." And it was my first trip to uh, Nintendo, and I was like, okay, there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to be excited about this transitional phase that video game coverage is about to go through. You had to fight it. Well, yeah, but you know what? That was the one and only real heat that I got. I I think what I probably got more than anything is like, wow, this guy, he's not fooling around. No. You know, when I'm interviewing Shigeru Miyamoto, and. and, He's not. And, you know, I mean, I wanted to make the best show that we could make out of this stuff, and I legitimately cared. And then. You know, I've become friends with that guy. and okay. uh, So it's okay now. Yeah, you know, and there was never any hate or heat or anything, but I'll never forget that moment. That moment, like, yeah. Like, holy shit, like I've made, uh, I made an impression, you know? Oh. And, and that's likely going to happen with you too on your first right. thing because that's, I think people get territorial. They think that they own that's, the geek that's space. That's the thing, you know? especially with, you know what though? It's mostly with other women because other women are very territorial. Mm-hmm. It's not really like, I've, I mean, that's been my experience so far mm-hmm. is, is just women being territorial, which is why I try to be as warm as possible to any other women that I see or, or hang out yeah. with. Because, I mean, I get well, it. I understand I'm a woman too. Things it, like it Twitch have changed a lot of that stuff. Sure. YouTube has changed a lot of yeah. that stuff. You know, like, honestly, the, uh, the cachet of being uh, an outlet with a camera that sort of disappeared. So yeah. the, the best thing that you can do is know what you're talking about. For sure. Be a good human being. Oh, ask good okay. questions. Yeah. And, uh, and um, you know, when somebody starts giving you the fucking uh, Superman laser vision the eyeballs. Guy. Oh, should I, should I say? Should I name? Around. I shouldn't name names who gave me the up and down. No. Okay. Oh, no. That, we're not going to turn this into <laughs> well, gossip. Let's name names. No. No, we're not. Uh, no, we're but not. I did have, well, my first fan expo when I was with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the questions that I got a lot was, "What's your gamer score?" What? What's your gamer score? Oh, like that on. was the the first second question people would ask me when they met me, and I was just like, "I what? Why? Why do you need to just approve that I'm a gamer? I need to tell you my gamer score." Yeah, and listen, if there are any people out there watching this right now who may have grown up watching me doing this stuff, yeah, and have any doubts about Marissa's <laughs> desire to kick ass in this space, you got to get a hold of yourself. Because it takes a lot of viewpoints to progress. It takes a lot of perspective and a lot of different opinions and a a lot of variety to make this world interesting. Yes. And there is no blue ribbon or gold star because you know more about a a topic or not. You know, if anything, be encouraged that someone gives you shit enough to pursue this stuff to help yeah. build prominence and perspective and eyeballs and generate interest in this stuff that you love. You know, That's don't true. be offended by it, yeah. especially when you've got a kind-hearted, professional, you know, dedicated human being like okay. Marissa representing your hobby and your passion. So right. uh, I, I haven't had taken time to write my editorial okay, and all that, but that I, was, read, that I read comments every <laughs> once in a while and, and not just directed at you, but yeah. other people that I know. And it's, 
It's like, come on, guys. I know. You know, like, honestly, we have to grow the boat. We have to build the boat, and then we got to grow it, and we got to put good people in it. She's yeah. good people. Thank you, Victor Lucas. That was very sweet. Now let's change the topic. All right. What do you okay. have for us, Josh? Because you're embarrassing me. No, I'm sorry. Uh, we got a question from Ryan mm-hmm. um, about... Uh, 200 bucks for the new Connect, the 2.0. Is that a fair price for it? No. <laughs> Easy. One, one answer question. Answer it. No one no. needs a Connect right now. No, it's, it's not a, a fair it's price. It's a nice uh, novelty, you know? Just like you don't really need this thing, the Sony uh, camera. I like that I have one. It's cool. Um, <laughs> but we don't use them right now. No, it's you know? not a. It's, I just feel like it's not fair. I feel like if they're gonna, it should maybe should be a hundred bucks. I could I could the, get down with that. Maybe eighty, but not two hundred. The the best thing about the Connect is the microphone, you know, and that's that's not very much dough. They should just build the microphone into the Xbox. I get it though because you can actually do a lot with Connect uh, if people are developing different things. Um, I've seen people use Connect for not like actually building robots. They'll use the Connect for that because that's what they use with their camera. I mean, yeah. it's cool for that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I rarely use my Connect now. I mean, I use it sometimes with Xbox Fitness. I think I, uh, I you know there probably will be um, applications that utilize cameras back at you in the middle of your living room. But I feel like yeah. that technology should be standardized and built t- towards with a consortium of like-minded technologists mm-hmm. to build the best technology, not to build... It's, you know, it's like this thing I just read yesterday about Buzz Aldrin talking about uh, um, uh, colonizing on Mars and thinking of it as a, uh, a two-way trip you know, because a lot of these private companies like Elon Musk, SpaceX is trying to create uh, t- tourism to Mars. And he thinks that's wasted money because people should just get out there and uh, make it a permanent installation and colonize and spend the resources, the initial resources to think of permanence there. And the only way to get to that is to have a whole group of the world's countries understand mm-hmm. that, you know, our future depends on our ability to uh look beyond our current earth, you know, and I, Holy crap. to bring that down to the, you know, minute level, I think that's also true for things like technologies like, uh, like connect and, and, you know, ultimately probably virtual reality as well. If there's all of these disparate kind of choices with these things, it's just going to fracture the marketplace and nobody knows is going to know where to spend their time or their money. And yeah. some good games will work here and they'll work over. It's, you know, it's kind of like the stupid console war that we continually are finding ourselves I know. in. Right. That's just being perpetuated though. The console war thing. Yeah. Well, it's because Wait. the, the, the publishers, the, the hardware manufacturers get a license fee off of every game that gets made. Every disc that gets burned, yeah. uh, generates revenue back into the pockets of these, these I mean, that's a huge topic, but yeah, we can, with, with, we with regards to connect, I think that a camera, you know, embedded into gaming technology is an awesome idea, but absolutely, it needs to be it unilaterally to- available to everybody. Yes. And right? it also needs to work. All and it the needs time. to work 100% of the time. Uh, because I'm not going to, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to set up my connect. I'm not going to set up my Xbox. I'm not going to put a game in and go to play it and then have it not work. That is incredibly disappointing. What if Apple comes up with a TV or Google or Sony or whatever, you know, one of the, we got to cover them all. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> what if they come up with a TV that, it's part of the, the TV. Already. Yeah. Uh, well, I think some people might find that intrusive. True. But uh, I don't know. I'll be down for it. I guess I've already been rocking my Kinect, and apparently that's <laughs> going somewhere. So according to Ben Silverman, someone's been watching me exercise. So <laughs> made sure to be fully clothed. What do you have for us, Joshua? We're, ju- what? we're all what just is- data at some point, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, I know. We're, we're, Someone, we're all just... Someone's watching me do squats, and I don't appreciate that at just, all. We're just collected and just sort of harvested, and our information about us is just kind of sold to, to other machines to uh, yeah, I know, it's utilize. Disgusting. It's really weird. Yeah. It's disgusting. What a weird world we're in. <laughs> uh, Aaron, Aaron MT, I got it, sorry. Yeah. What do you guys think about Mighty Number no. 9 team requesting even more money after their campaign? Um, oh. I... I uh, yeah, it was. That, that it was must have a, been a really hard thing, though, to do. I think they should finish the game. You know, I, I think um, I'm excited as hell. I'm a backer. I can't wait for that game, and especially now after playing Shovel Knight. Um, oh yeah. Uh, you know, I think I th- yeah, especially after Shovel Knight, I was totally thinking about Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah. Um, I'm excited as hell. Um, I think that they're caught up in the fervor and they're caught up in the uh, the goodwill. 
that they have. And I don't know how much new investment has been given to the game. I think that what right. they're trying to do is tap into the market that's outside of the Kickstarter opportunity um, by allowing more people to pay through PayPal and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, we're living in a world, and we we're going to talk about this, where uh-huh. Cliff Blazinski, uh, you know, a part of a company that has delivered some of the uh, some of the most valuable gaming properties in history, biggest AAA full price titles. Yeah, and really kind of helped to define the value of a sixty dollar game experience. Mm-hmm. Has said, and he was saying this a couple of years ago, so it's not really that big of a surprise that he mm-hmm. is making a free to play game now. Yeah. But he's making a free-to-play game now. And yeah. he's going up against his former competition with Unreal uh, Tournament also going free-to-play. Um, or yeah. not his former competition. He's, going up, he's created competition with, with his former employers, which is crazy. They're going to be two free-to-play massive shooters coming out of North Carolina. But that is the state of this industry right now. Mm-hmm. It has completely been overturned. We have no idea you know, how these things get monetized, what the long-term, long-tail kind of value perspective is here, yeah. you know. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're seeing things that feel uh, manipulative and they feel like they're digging. It's like, we got your money, we got your money. We also got our hand in your pocket for more money. We got your money. But that's that's uh, that's like every game is right okay. now like that, okay. you know? That wasn't a good didn't visual. Didn't like that gesture? No, I didn't no? like is that. that. Is that an Italian yeah, you, thing? No! What is that? Oh, okay. That was, <laughs> that was like the symbol that I give. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Um, just need to talk about it. So, <laughs> Joshua, do not look at me with those judging eyes. Um, yeah, I don't know. But do you think it's, a, it's hard for a company to have asked for money, number one, and then number two, to say, oh, my God, we need more money. We've got to ask well, for more. Or do you think they just they spent it, they didn't spend it wisely? Well, what they're saying is that all of the money that they got has more than paid for the development of the game and all of the uh, extra um, uh, stretch goals that they had uh-huh. for the game. And now what they want to do is add more stretch goals and get people to pay for that. So they're exclusive of the campaign, uh, and they are benefits to the fans but i feel like just finish the game okay and then if you've created a new market mechanic for how you get money from people Uh then drop all of this stuff in people's laps as a choice after like get to the point of you know beta or something and say okay well this is where else we would like to go but Look, you can play it on early access on Steam right now. You can see how awesome it already is going to be. You know, right. I just feel like it's a bit too soon. All right, uh, can we move on to something else? Yeah. Now? Because whoa, mm-hmm. I just don't know if we should. Should we talk about video game the movie? Video games the movie? No, I think it's that's a next week thing. We're not allowed to talk about it now. Yeah, I think Fine. it comes out next week. Okay, I just thought we keep it on the topic of video games. That we can talk about our other movies that we saw, unless Joshua has something. Oh, I think we should talk about Apes. I think people. We, are, can, we can talk about Apes. Yeah, people will come oh, to great. expect our Friday uh, afternoon tea <laughs> sessions talking can... about the movies. Ooh. The big ooh ooh. The big Hollywood blockbusters. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of hand signals that I learned watching this movie. There's Were they just... real? No. Okay. <laughs> they just made them. up their own language? <laughs> I, I... I don't think they're real at all. But there's, there, there are subtitles. They were doing like whole sentences with just one full, flash of Yeah, their... I didn't... That was something that threw me off in yeah. the beginning. That's the thing with this movie. It takes a while to get into. Hmm. Just like how I am getting into a hot tub, it takes me like an hour because it's just too hot. I can't get into it. Okay. So that's how it was getting into this movie. Just couldn't... I can't... Um, I guess it was the humans really that threw me off in the beginning because this this is a tale of the apes. Because you just want them wiped out, right? It's I want just like what, yeah. what a bunch of assholes. Why are they bugging these beautiful apes and their beautiful habitat? They are beautiful. Yeah, these apes are beautiful. But they're also um, there's a barrier to entry there because they are beautiful, but they're also kind of one note beautiful it's like wow it's idyllic it's so wonderful they live up in the trees in this beautiful little hamlet that they've created and they don't need anything man they got each other it's been 10 years yeah it's been 10 years they built a life for themselves they're very intelligent yes yes of course they're gonna build this little world why not they're gonna have families uh mostly seem to be mostly male apes for some reason there was like Two females. Well, there's the hunters one. and the and the gatherers and the, the females okay, are sick. And I don't need to, need to, be to get into my whole yeah. <laughs> misogynistic rant here uh, the, the, over the apes. The apes <laughs> actually are barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen in this movie. Um, they really are. Um, uh, right. Okay. So I don't know. We can't really spoil anything for you. I don't want to spoil anything. Well, they they go to war with the humans. Okay. Fine. So we're gonna say it then. Well, that's they're what gonna... I mean. It's in the trailers. They got they got the big ah, ape guy with they the machine gun. They go to war with gun. the humans, but 
Do they? But like, we can't say. We shouldn't say. They go to war with humans, but they also go to war with. Well, they fight each other. Themselves. I mean, Caesar is the uh, he's the moral center of the picture. He's Caesar is the anti circus ape. He was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, and I, he is um, a virtuous character. He's a character that I think every human and ape in the story kind of looks at and marvels over because yes. he's got perspective that no one else in the movie has. And that's wonderful. And Circus does a great job and the animators around him do. And uh, there's a lot of heat right now directed at Circus. I love how you made mention of the animators around him because they do a lot of work. They do. And he, Circus is out there. And I have mad respect for the, for the man, the marvel, the legend, the self-proclaimed genius. Um, you know, I think he's incredible. And, I, you know, I wish him great, continued great success in his careers. But he's been saying some really shitty things about the lack of uh, value that the effects crews and the animators around his performances have had to, you know, to, you know, imbue in, in the overall end product. Yeah. They're incredibly important in this movie. All of them, the whole team Caesar is incredible. Uh, And, you know, none of the other apes are as interesting as Caesar is. No, not at all. I mean, there are interesting apes though mm-hmm. there are interesting characters but no everything is built around caesar and you want to follow his story because he's the stoic he's the stoic character he's the yeah. one that we want to follow yeah uh, i wish that the humans had that um presence as well yes. on screen they don't um it's it's a very interesting movie it's very entertaining especially halfway well a quarter of the way through halfway through to the end the first part would just didn't i was really concerned i wasn't gonna enjoy it at all and you know, i it's so beautiful, yeah. and they did such a great job with the CG and the animation. But you're never, you never not, you're never not thinking that. You're never not thinking, yeah. oh, this is so beautiful. Look at the great work that everybody did. Yeah. And I think the best movies, and you can even look at Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which is absurd to say, and you can look at uh, the last X Men movie. You kind of forget all of the mechanics around the stuff, you and, you ju- about it. and you're, you're right. just like. Man, that was a great interchange between those two characters, and yeah. I see that chemistry. And there is chemistry, and there is heart, and there is uh, connection in the storytelling here. But sure. because it's so mechanical and so structured and so jigsaw puzzled, perfectly in place together, yeah. that improvisational, freeform, you know, jazz that happens when you see, the, like we saw Begin Again this week as well, or was that last week? Uh, that I was last week. I can't even but remember. You should definitely go see it. Yeah, that's out. To, and yeah, I mean, talk about a, a rough-edged, you know, messy movie. But that's there was no green screen marvelous. in that. that there was, was no green screen, but and this was all that's animation. Where green screen has to get to when yeah. when you're trying to achieve photo real. Yeah. That's where it has to get to. So the scenes where we've got humans and apes interacting and they're interacting with CG characters, guys in green suits and stuff, they do a great job sure. for sure. But we know they're doing a great job. Yes. It needs to get to that next level of like, oh my God, look at this. They, they are fucking, they're falling in love with each other. Yes, you know, like I there know. is, you, you need to just see the melt, yes. you know, and you see the melt when there isn't effects. You're right. I you know? know. It's not one of those uh, it's not one of those movies that you walk out of and think, "Oh my god, that was the best movie ever." You yeah. don't you don't have those feelings when you walk out of this one. You do feel like you got what you paid for. Yeah. Uh, you feel like you had a good time at the theater for uh, sure. And it's an awesome apes movie. It's great yes. science fiction. I think it honors I forget the name of the uh, the French author that that crafted the whole concept initially at Fox uh, you know, built the the first film franchise from it. Honors that work wonderfully. Okay. And I think it's a great sequel to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. But I have to tell you, I like Rise. I know you didn't like it because of Franco, but I like that movie better. It wasn't. Okay, look, it's just Franco. I mean, come on, he can't play the scientist, dude. Like he can't. Like I I, 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 I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I just like the the. He couldn't play the scientist, but I'll tell you what, he could play. He could play the the heart. Yeah. And the and the guy falling in love with his surrogate child. Yes. You know Caesar as a young ape. That For was sure. wonderful. And another one of those movies. The opening, his uh, his father who's got Alzheimer's and watching. Right. Okay. That oh, I mean that was ha- beautiful. He's you know? a very good actor. And Absolutely. the only thing that sucked was the Harry Potter kid was just so cheeseball, like coiling his mustache. Um, you know. Yeah. That's but that another, was that's that was a movie, more though. fun movie. There was way better layers and way more arc. This Hold movie on, the was Franco one. Yeah, the Franco. I, for me, this one was just. Intensity. I heard so many different things. I mean, people like this one more than the other one. It's just maybe it just covers oh, in the feel? same area. Well, that's the thing is with the other one, the Franco one, I 
fell out of it in the first quarter as well. Yeah. These movies, for some reason, they don't hook me right away. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need, you need that hook. But listen, I still gave it a great score. Yeah. Because it's still a very entertaining it's movie. It's the movie with, to see this weekend. With a lot of heart. There's so much heart here. There's so many morals. If Begin uh, Again is sold, sold out. Oh, know? yeah. Go, go see Begin Again first. Because Begin Again is... Uh, Do you think that's going to sell it? I think people are... I, I really want people to go see it because it is a very good movie. I don't it's, think anybody's going to go. Listen, like, it's nobody's talking a rom-com, about it. But it's not really a rom-com. Yeah. It, it is romance, but it's a romance with music, yeah. as my lovely producer, Jason. Yeah, mentioned. Jason Margolis. Woo! I know. It's an amazing movie, Begin Again. It's it in, is. It's incredible work, and, uh, and the Hulk is in it. Yeah, but not, who is a national treasure, by the way, America? Really. You should feel incredibly lucky <laughs> and proud of Mark Ruffalo because he is quite right. something. So go, I do enjoy him. But we go see Apes and Begin and, Again, and we can't talk about. Uh, There's four hours of your weekend right there. But we can't talk about the other movie that we saw. Uh, video games. No. Which one? Um, wish I was here. Oh, is that next week too? Okay, wish never I mind. wish I was here. Okay. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Next what week, you... all Zach Braff. Yeah. Four hours of Zach Braff talk. Okay. What, uh, sorry, Joshua. Let's, what do you? I feel like Joshua has something. No, let's talk okay. more games for a second. Let's talk about the indie game explosion because Shovel Knight and Oh yeah. Transistor have been. Uh, well, they both of them have been consuming my life. Have you played Transistor yet? No, God, Victor Lucas. I keep oh bugging you. You got to play you, the game. I know. I want to play it. It's. Just, I blame my mother. I'm gonna blame oh, my mother. Well, yeah, week. you had family. I know. So she was taking up a lot of my time. But I did eat a lot, so there's that. Okay. Uh, but I have played... Yeah, Shovel Knight is so much fun. Shovel Knight's incredible. It's stupid have, fun. Have you guys got Shovel Knight? Shovel Please Knight deserves your dough. It got and the Kickstarter money. This 17 was another, bucks with tax. Well, this was the Kickstarter game that if people... And I... Like, would you have backed a game called Shovel Knight? No. So kudos to them for that. <laughs> I mean, that's just like... Like, honestly, how do you convince people to back Shovel Knight? Well, but maybe they I did. Would, I didn't see the page. The game is amazing. It's so fun. It's an, you know, an NES-styled game in 1080p if you play it on uh, PC or Wii U. Um, yeah. The mechanics are perfect. The character is awesome. Uh, He's so funny. He's so funny, and the story is so great. And It's dark and foreboding, and there's yeah. great puzzles, and there's great enemy encounters, and great power-ups, and lots of little hidden areas. And there's and no hand-holding. It just expects you to know how to play video tough. games, and yep. I appreciate that. I appreciate that the game trusts me to know how to play games. It's fantastic work, and the yeah. music is incredible as well. They really delivered, man. It's a, it's a great game. It's... it's uh, it's a, it's like the the treasured eight bit game that you never got a, got to play when the NES yeah, was out. So, so true. It's but okay. and Transistor is amazing. And so what I did is that we what? were kind of in an indie game explosion, as we all know. So I wanted okay. to list out some of the games. And Marissa and I have been reviewing all of these. So we, just I, if you've played them, I've touched them. I've touched almost oh. all of these games just to get a sense because this is this is what's happening in this world right now. And frankly, okay. the the most exciting things for me to dive into right now. Yeah. Um, you know, post Titanfall, post Watchdogs, post uh, Infamous Second Son, are these really fantastic indie games? So Shovel Knight and Transistor, get them both. They're both incredible. Okay. And Transistor surprised the shit out of me because I thought it was just going to be. You know that I'm going to love Transistor ba- because I love Redux. Oh god, it's so good. Because <laughs> what they did is they borrowed a little bit from uh, Final Fantasy Tactics and the and the Advance okay, Wars type mind. of thing. No, no, but it's it's happening in slow mo, so it's not okay. full on turn based. Right. Uh, but it gives you a sense of uh, having some strategy in all the uh, the battles that you get into. Okay. So the fights become super fun, and then you've got this beautiful, lush art style, this gorgeous music, this really cool narration. Uh, you know, great character, so uh, sort of a. Um, uh, it's almost like a metropolis kind of uh, art deco kind of paint wash over everything. But what a great story, right? Her name is Red, but her voice gets taken away from her. She used yeah. to be a singer, and her voice gets taken away, and so she can only communicate with this transistor. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So I have, I have to still play it, but I know the story because I'm, really, I'm really intrigued. Yeah. Tribute Games that made Wiz Orb, which is another classic indie experience that you guys okay. should all check out, have got a game called Mercenary Kings. They gave me a code mm-hmm. for this thing ages ago, but I finally had time to... Dive in a little oh. bit more. It's kind of like Broforce in a way, which is another amazing game you can get so on Steam. Um, but you're basically playing uh, a bunch of different characters, Rambo-esque, and you're. It, it's <laughs> like that. a uh, uh, what the hell's that game from SNK? Uh, oh, um, Metal Slug. Metal Slug yeah. yeah, it's kind of like Metal Slug, as if it were a. Um, uh, a Metal little, Slug is so much fun too, though. You, I, I mean, love a classic series. So good. You can get it on iOS right yeah. now, which is awesome. Classic series. Yeah. Well, this is. 
uh, Metal Slug on speed, you know, <laughs> with a little Dark Souls and a little, uh, you know, rogue, uh, roguelike kind of thrown in for good measure. Right. Another fantastic game. Thousand and One Spikes equal to uh, Ibn Hawkins and the Thousand Spikes. You get a thousand guys. You get the most insanely difficult uh, levels you could imagine. Jose and Ben Jose did a ben great it, yeah. review of the game. Uh, it is ridiculously addictive. Also looks like an old NES game, but you can't put the thing down. And these are the, like there's a lot of indie things, but these I think I'm I'm collecting some of the best of the best right now. Okay, you I love Broken that. Age. Why do yeah. you love Broken Age? Oh my God, it's just so sweet, and the story. It's just the story here. Mm-hmm. And I love a game with a good story, right? right? So I mean, the voice work is amazing. I love that it's playing. You're playing two different tales here. You're playing two different stories. If you get sick of playing one, even though you won't, because I I didn't. If you get sick of playing one, you can go into the other. And yeah. You pick up right where you left off, and it's seamless. It's only part one of the game, though. I haven't played uh, this it's one. It's only this. it's only part one. Yeah, you can get part one on iOS now. Okay. Uh, I played. Um, I think I played the original though. I played it first on PC. This is another Kickstarted game. This is another Incredible. Kickstarted game. Yeah. What a world we're in right yeah. now. Okay. Uh, I, I've downloaded that and I, I do. You have to I, play it. I, I want to. I'm playing. You know, I'm trying. I'm stuck on uh, on God, Shovel Knight and Trans- Transistor, so I haven't got to that yet. Right. Uh, I started playing the Banner Saga. Oh, is that good? Incredible. But oh. you have to like the tactic style game. You have to dig Final yeah. Yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics, or you got to like or the- uh, uh, Advance Wars or Fire Emblem. It's that kind of vibe. Norse kind of mythology paint, uh, but uh, like a classic 70s animated feature, it looks like. You know, it's just. All right, I think I would like that. Gorgeous, beautiful music, elegant. I think it was another Kickstarted game. <laughs> I, I, and it might be early access still, which is this weird part of Steam where you can get access to these things before they're finished, which is another thing with Blowforce. Blow yeah. You can pay for the game. Play it now. They're still developing it. They expect it to be done in 2015. This is a Devolver published thing. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you know, blow apart the environments. Play as Arnold Schwarzenegger alikes. Play as Chuck Norris alikes. Play as Sylvester Stallone alikes. I love that. So freaking cool. So funny. It's more thumb candy than uh, Mercenary Kings. It's a little more accessible. Okay. Um, but there's some multiplayer stuff in here. Super, super fun. There's no, but do the characters of the Arnold Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger character go get down, yeah, get down. Yeah, there's like get get, get to the, the chopper. Yeah, there's some get of that to the stuff. Chopper. Okay, now, I'm not we, good at this. Uh, Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate just came oh, out. Sure. Free to play on. Uh, well, it's not free to play. It's free to get if you have uh, PlayStation Plus, so you can get well, it for you your Vita. Well, you should have PlayStation Plus though. You should have it. It's a really uh, good deal. God, and I played it on my Vita last night. It's amazing. I love this game so, so much. Good. Yeah, okay. I mean, you're, you're, have you played this thing? No, I have to play it. Still. Oh, it's incredible. You blow apart the environments, and you let uh, you know water sort of wash over lava, oh. and then you rescue dudes. Uh, you know, it's kind of like you're in a spaceship, and you're in. It's like they made Metroid, but you get a a defender style spaceship with a giant mechanical arm that collects diamonds. Oh. Out, of, out of the ground. Okay, that's So fine. you've got a lot of areas to explore and lots of puzzles to solve and All enemies right. to kill. Fuck, it's so good. Okay. And it's free. I can't believe it. Holy it's amazing. God. I know. I should. Well, I, yeah, I should. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I think I just things. erased my email. <laughs> All right. Well, I, <laughs> you had that Wolf, was a pretty good list right you there You had already. Wolf Among Us on there. I had Wolf Among Us. Let's talk about the Wolf Among Us because Chapter 5 just it's came done. out. We just reviewed it, um, pl- finished it. I'm kind of let down. I know you are. It's getting tons of buzz. People are loving it and praising it. And I love Telltale. They're fantastic people. I've known some of those guys forever because yeah. a lot of them are ex-LucasArts. Sure. And I have so much respect for them and what they've accomplished. And I love The Walking Dead. And I love this new take on adventure uh, and this, this sort of character-based stuff. Yes. But I'm a fan of Fables the Comic. And I think that's part of my problem here is I expected this to grow and get better and exponentially more interesting. And it, it's, it starts it big. You're right. It does start ramps big. Down. No pun intended. Big yeah. B, I love you. <laughs> um, it does start big. It, do, it does start big and you just feel like it's going to keep on that path the whole way through. And yeah. it doesn't at all. Yeah. It does peter out uh, after the third episode. It's, it definitely slows down and it doesn't really pick back up again. And I feel like that's only because they're setting up now for the next season. Yeah. And, and that's really it. It's still an amazing time, though, to be had as a gamer. I feel like it is. I feel like it's something to take in because it's so different than anything else that you ever play except for the Walking Dead series. But Telltale is doing something different here and I feel like it should be celebrated. Well, it's kind of because the gameplay isn't as uh, diverse or as... 
I mean, there's some pretty cool violent little sequences in there, action-oriented yeah. I mean, violent it's, it's, sequences. It's all just quick time but gameplay here. You, you know, because part of the conceit of these, these fable characters is that they're really hard to kill. You never feel that sense of uh Like you're actually going dread. to damage them. Yeah. When, and I keep comparing it to The Walking Dead, and I, and I also keep comparing it to the comic series. And it's not as good as what I would imagine a fable's... TV show, you know, well, by the, AMC I, would be. Sure. Well, and it's not as TV good as show, the Walking Dead video games. It should definitely be something that should be coming soon. Yeah, I think it um, is. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's different because we don't have to, you know, they don't have to add the gameplay into it. We can just watch a TV show and just take it in and not have to worry about having these quick time mechanics or right. making the decision or you're following a story. They don't, that's the thing. Telltale has to make all these different um, storylines that follow different things or have to change they have to change scenarios based on your decision right yeah, yeah. I mean I know they're not huge changes that they make um, but they still have to do it there's still something they have to add here yeah, to the yeah. Game I mean you're going to get different endings and different sort of outcomes and you get the uh, the results page at the end of it and it stacks right. it up based on choices compared to the uh, I love that. other players out there all that stuff is cool I just I, I felt like the uh, uh, I don't know the the weight of the decisions just was I mean, I just wasn't... I didn't care that much. That's where it really boiled down to. I didn't really care about the drama that was presented on screen. These fables that are murdered. The the promise of how interesting and dark and deep and, and uh, spellbinding yeah. in all senses of the word that the first three episodes kind of hint at yeah. is not delivered on in episode four and five. No, that being said... there is a lot of build-up. Yes. That, oh, those episodes are all build-up and all speculation. So yeah. when you get to the fourth and fifth episodes, you already know who yes. done it, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So you're losing all of that excitement. Totally. And, you know, and that being said, though, the craft of the game and the, uh, you know, the intelligence of the game is something to enjoy, is something Absolutely. to appreciate and to purchase and to... Because there's nothing like this. And I think what it will do, um, well, first of all, it will help you appreciate Telltale. It yep. will help you appreciate the Walking Dead games a little more, I think. Mm-hmm. It will make you curious about the Fables franchise. So you'll probably go out and buy the comic. Definitely. He right? definitely did that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's another feather in the cap. I don't think it's their best work, uh, but it's good work. I'm, I'm a little concerned with Tales from the Borderlands. I think that's going to be great. Because it's going to be good, yes, but I... I, they I have more freedom there. I mean, that was part of the problem with Fable is is that they are Fables is that they they had story structure, they had characters that they kind of had to follow along. Even with The Walking Dead, they could introduce all of like Clementine has now become a, as important to the Walking Dead mythology yeah. as any of the television show characters or any of that's the comic true. characters, and that's what Telltale needs. And yeah. I almost wish, as much as you love Bigby, that him. they. They went in a different direction. They followed somebody else, and no. and, and that this storyline was going on in the background, and we could see it no. sort of play out. But we got to play as different characters. I wouldn't mind playing a snow. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Well, think of all but the I fables that we could have. All the fables, but just out of the story, if they're going to let us play as different characters, I would have really liked that. Yeah. If we, the next chapter could be snow. I don't know. I just I didn't really want to leave Big B side. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He's. A nice man. Or maybe it could have been an origin story. He's trying to do right by the world. For, for Big B, you know? Sure. So, something to kind of We can of go get. back to that. I want to know what his story is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, as a teacher wife, I feel like I should know these things. <laughs> so, Joshua, don't give me that look. What do you have? Well, we have seven minutes left. Oh, Holy shit. Um, Sorry. I'm, I've we thought I'm so going to ask the uh, audio question. I have one this week again. Oh, you do? Okay, oh, cool. Awesome. So, I'm going to try and make okay. this work. Awesome. Want, okay. What do you need me to do? Nothing? Listen. Yeah, just, listen. just listen. Okay. Oh. oh my god. Okay. Thanks for I, the, that. Thanks for the incredible voice 
uh, variants yeah. that you had there. That was like a demo tape for an animated show that That's we true. are never going to build, but no. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think the question for anybody that couldn't hear it is uh, if the Arkham Origins game was made by an American studio, do, do I think it would have turned out better? Yeah. Uh, and the flip of it were if Arkham City and Arkham Asylum were made by Canadian company would they have been back I, I honestly I, I none of this would have been possible without rocksteady and the ingredients right. that came into play to build that thing mm-hmm. and i'm thinking about that now because of the panel that's coming up because this is going to be the first animated movie that i can think of in the dc universe for sure that's based off of video game concepts and ideas and that's really impressive because yeah. i was at rocksteady doing the making of that game <laughs> when they were freaking out about having enough money and time to finish their ideas. And I could already see, as a huge bat nerd, how amazing their accomplishment was. So I was just fired up to have that. But now this feels like a full circle type of thing. If they hadn't have done that, and it was that studio, yeah. you know, they were the perfect studio to be in that space because right. they had proven themselves with, uh, what was it, Urban Chaos? Uh, was a decent game. Uh, and out of nowhere, kind of cool action experience. Um, so they had the chops, but they needed the property. They needed to be given the freedom to build something incredible. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what they did. They did. They proved and killed themselves to do with Asylum. And those kinds of things and opportunities don't all just happen easily. You, mm-hmm. the, you need. It needs to be this magic. I mean, that's why we don't see, you know competitive products that are as good as the Arkham games. Like we, the Spider-Man keep stuff. keep asking for it. Yeah, it has not been as good. I mean, the, the Arkham trilogy has been phenomenal. Uh, so, without Rocksteady, n- it wouldn't happen. That needed to be there. Okay. The Canadian version, I was very happy with what they did with Origins. I thought the story was great. They didn't really build on new mechanics that we hadn't seen in City. Yes. But I think they did an awesome job and I love that game and always will. Sure. Um, and... Uh, if it had been made by an American studio, I don't think that would have... I think you had some no. really key, creative, cool talent. Part of that group there had worked on Splinter Cell games, and those Splinter Cell games are very analogous to a lot of the cool core experiences that we got in Arkham. And what's funny is that the modern Splinter Cell games have really borrowed from Arkham. Right. You know, so it's we're seeing this kind of reversal. Well, so I don't no, think an American can, team... No, no, no. Working Canadians on make amazing video games. I mean, we're, we're not even talking about Bioware here. Like, we're not even... Well, we can't I, think, even... I think the insinuation is because I'm Canadian and the show's Canadian that we oh, gave that we... the Canadian-made Batman game a I little see. more leeway. But no, they did an That's, awesome no. job. And they were the right studio to take the reins. They probably could have used a little more time um, to kind of make it their own and to make it a little more diverse uh, and a little more separated from the previous games. Sure. But I, I love that game. And I think it stands really tall with the other guys. Okay. All right. We don't, another, another cue? Three minutes three left. Minutes? Sorry. Yeah, I just got to tell you guys. Okay. What does that mean? Do you have another question? Or do we just want us to do our dance for three minutes? Sure. Okay. Whatever. I can show you a tap dance if you want. <laughs> uh, no, but what we're doing this weekend mm-hmm. is important. Are you going to be playing video games? Or are, you, are you not going to do that? Uh, no, I'm going to be playing some stuff for okay. sure. I'm going to keep going down my indie list. I have to get okay. into uh, the Banner Saga a little bit more. That's my next uh, to play that. addiction. Oh my gosh, we didn't even decide what we're going to play next week. We still have to do Oh that. yes, we do. Well, that's what we'll do when we wrap up here. Okay, fine. Yes, we have to talk with, <gasps> uh, with our that. producer and figure out we exactly what we're going to do. We have to figure that out. Do. It's really important. And, and uh, also start to plan on uh, who we're going to be communicating with at, uh, at Comic-Con next year. Yeah, well, that's already... Rolling. We'll fill you in on our production meeting next week <laughs> because we do have quite the list. It's going to be awesome. I know. I'm. It's fine. I'm just really excited to sleep because my mother has been here and I've been really stressed out with that. And I think we should probably try to get Scott Jones in one more time yeah. before we take off to, that would to be really San Diego. Cool. What do you I, think? I mean, that would be awesome. I would really love that. He got something really sweet from a fan and he sent me a picture of it today and it was just what did he get? so thoughtful. Somebody sent him a Lego quilt. Somebody made him a, a quilt that looks like Lego. Oh, my God. I know. Made him a quilt and sent it to him get, for a get well soon quilt. Isn't that incre- so sweet? That's so awesome, man. I people, know. People are so thoughtful. This is This is incredible. And yeah. uh, I, I think we got to wrap it up. I know. We've we got to say goodbye. Okay, but- fine. Any other questions just before we go? Anybody asking anything? Well, if you're wondering, yes, I did have like three scoops of gelato this week, and it was delicious. <laughs> uh, the Neversoft. Uh, oh, the closing. Jesus. Yeah. 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 Oh, and if you can 
briefly run on that. Um, it's another closure. I didn't even tweet about it because I'm at this point. It's just, just so yeah, I know. Uh, it's so heartbreaking. I you know I'm I'm just accepting that this industry is not. I, I feel like there, I have a couple thoughts on this. Okay, the the uh, the free to play movement, the uh, the League of Legends, the Dotas, and now these free to play shooters that are going to be happening from uh, Epic and from Boss Key. Um, exciting business uh, generating huge money potentially um, I still am a huge fan of games that I can finish okay. and move on to something else to be excited to so okay. it's it's a little bit weird and I feel like the more studios that we lose like uh, Neversoft the, the more, more chance you have to to have more of those and I feel kind of like you know one of these old record loving music enthusiasts at the at the uh, edge of the Napster era, you know? Okay. You know, like just right. as we were transitioning into some new way to look at music, this pick what you want kind of buffet type world that I we know, live in right now. I know, we have a lot of it. And that's what games are kind of turning into. I know. You know? Yeah, we're I still believe in, in the full album, you know? And I think that's what games that you can finish kind of represent. Speaking of, you should totally get the Begin Again soundtrack. <laughs> 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 we are big fans of Begin Again. We are huge fans of Shovel Knight and huge fans of uh, Transistor, at least I am. And Kieran Knightley singing for some reason. And it's cool if you see the apes, you're going to have a good time for yeah, sure. Yeah, you will. Yeah. yeah, just please stop giving your money to Transformers. God damn it. Ooh, you brought them up again. I'm sorry, just stop giving them money. Ixnay on the Transformers. Egg. Thanks for watching, everybody. Stitcher! See you next week. Bye.